Welcome to the Hills Church Sermon Podcast. Located in El Dorado Hills, California, it is our mission to help others find and follow Jesus. We hope this message inspires, encourages, and uplifts you today. Amen. Well, good morning, church. So good to be here today. Thanks, babe. I appreciate everything you said. Um, so good to be able to be here with every single one of you on this special day for all the moms in their room. We just love you so much. We're so thankful for the impact you've made on our lives and in our community. I wanna say a special happy Mother's Day to my mom who's watching online from South Carolina today. Love you so much. And um, what a special morning to be able to dedicate. I think we had over 33 children dedicated to the Lord today between our first service and our second service. Come on, talk about raising up the next generation and that we get to be a part of that church, not just the parents, but we get to be a part of that, not just our kids' ministry, but our prayers. We get to partner with these families and helping them know Jesus and follow Jesus all the days of their life. So, so pumped about that. But we've been in a service or in a series um, called Letters to My Future Self over the last couple of weeks. It's been a powerful, powerful series. And the whole idea behind it is if you could go back in time, if you could, through life experience, that you have gained through your life, if you could go back in time and tell your younger self something, what would you say? I feel like I would tell myself so many things. I've learned so much in my, oh, I can't tell you guys how old I am, um, in my 30 years of life, um, something years of life. And um, I've learned so much as a mom, as a wife, um, as a sister, as a friend, as a daughter. But Jonathan's been sharing stories and letters with you all the last couple of weeks, of which I've been a part of. Um, But I thought today I would share a letter with you guys of something I would write to myself as a younger mother on this Mother's Day. So here is what it would go like. Dear Lindsay, one of the things you're gonna struggle with most in life is this little thing called comparison. You're gonna be tempted to look around and measure your success based off of other successes, achievements, and abilities. If I can encourage you with one thing, it would be this, run your own race. When you're a young mother, you're gonna feel the pressure to compare yourself with other young moms who seem to have it all together. Perfectly curated birthday parties, holiday outfits, and beautifully decorated homes, and you're gonna be tempted to think that you are not measuring up. Like every parent, you're gonna wanna give your kids the world, but don't fall into the temptation to keep up with the Joneses. What your kids really need is a mother whose heart is content in Jesus. Lindsay, please just run your own race and run it at your own pace. Don't scramble, don't sprint. This race requires endurance. There will be other seasons where your friends are gonna be excelling in their careers while you're at home with small toddlers and you're gonna wonder why in the world are you not using that college degree? But don't worry, everything and every season of your life has purpose and meaning and God doesn't waste any of it. That communications degree, that meteorology degree will come in handy one day. And no, you're not gonna be on TV giving weather forecasts. Rather, you will be preaching and teaching God's word at a place called Hills Church in California. Somebody, come on. (laughs) Yes, California, Lindsay. I know you're a Southern girl at heart, but God is going to uproot you from the land of peach cobblers, warm sandy beaches, Southern hospitality, and 100% humidity to the land of organic food, freezing cold beaches, zero humidity, which means you will have perfect hair day after perfect hair day after perfect hair day. Come on, somebody again. 
Little did you know that that college degree would be preparing you to preach the word of God, and it would also be the doorway into your lifelong dream of getting a master's in theological studies at Westminster Seminary. Lindsay, in the early years of motherhood, I know it feels like you're getting a graduate degree in temper tantrums and sleepless nights, but God is preparing you for a future ministry as you minister and love your own family in your own home. Lindsay, if I could go back in time and give you one piece of advice, it would be this. Run your own race at your own pace, knowing that God doesn't waste any season of your life and he is preparing for you greater days ahead. Lastly, remember your performance doesn't dictate your identity. You are going to stumble and fall, and that's okay. Just keep getting back up. Grace will carry you to the finish line. Keep running your own race. Keep running your own race. That is what I would say to my younger self all these years later. And today I wanna talk about something that I think all of us moms can relate to, but I think every single person sitting in the seat in this room today and watching online, you can relate to, and it's this little thing called comparison. And it seems harmless at first, but if we aren't careful, it can destroy our peace, it can destroy our relationships, our callings, and our very lives. You see, comparison is this desire to look around and quantify ourselves and our successes and our achievements and our abilities with one another. It is no particular of person. It spans all generations, ethnicities, social and economic statuses. Comparison is something that we're all vulnerable to. And if we're not careful, it can take us out. I wanna share a verse with you guys today. I'm gonna use the TV because I'm fancy like that. My husband loves to do it too. So I'm gonna go ahead and share this first verse, 2 Corinthians 10, 12. It says, when they measure themselves by themselves, And when they do what? Compare themselves with themselves. They are not wise. This is the word of God. God is saying when we compare ourselves by ourselves, when we compare our lives with one another's lives, we are actually not walking in wisdom. And there's actually some severe consequences to comparison that I wanna talk about this morning. Number one, we will despise our circumstances. We will despise the life that God has given us. We'll despise the things God is taking us through. We'll look at other people's lives. We'll want what they have, what they're going through. We won't want the circumstances God has given us. Number two, we'll lose trust in God. We'll think that God's not for us, that he isn't in control, that he doesn't see us, that he doesn't know, that he doesn't care. We'll lose our trust in God. Number three, gratitude will become impossible. It'll be impossible for us to be grateful for the things God has given us because we'll be wanting what other people have, which will lead to filling us with resentment. We will resent other people for their blessings and we will resent God for the fact that we don't have those blessings. We'll resent ourselves as well. And the last thing is it can end up ruining our relationships. Comparison actually creates competition in our souls and it breeds competition and comparison, and it has such negative consequences. And I just wanna pause for a second because I know on this Mother's Day that we're in a room full of people with different lives, different journeys, different stories, and there is such a temptation to want to compare ourselves with one another. 
I know there are mothers sitting in this room who feel like they're failing at this thing called motherhood and they're overwhelmed with anxiety. I know there are women that long to be mothers and are dealing with infertility. I know there are women who are grieving the loss of children. I know there are women who are grieving the loss of mothers. This is your first Mother's Day without your mom. I know there are women that are grieving the fact that they don't have the relationship with their mom that they want, that they wish they had. I know there are stay-at-home moms that wish they could be working moms and working moms who wish they could be stay-at-home moms. But today, I wanna challenge us to do something. Instead of looking around at what we want, what we've lost, and what we wish we had, or what we lack, I want us to fix our eyes on Jesus this morning. I want us to fix our eyes on his word, on Jesus who heals our broken hearts, who heals our broken dreams, and who fills our weary, wanting souls. Friends, I believe Jesus wants to speak tenderly to us in our weaknesses and strengthen us by his spirit. I believe this morning he is calling every single one of us in this room to run our own race. And I want us to look at the scriptures. I want us to see three things clearly. As we run this race called life, there are gonna be three things that really matter. Number one, your pace is going to matter. The speed at which you run this race is gonna have a great effect on your endurance for the longevity of this race. Number two, your preparation matters. What God is doing in you and through you is going to develop something in you to hold you through to the end, to the finish line. And number three, your dependence is greater than your performance. Depending on Jesus is going to be so much greater than your actual performance in the race. So what is this race that we're running? Let's take a look at the scriptures in the book of Hebrews the writer describes our life to a race and he says this. He says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. So the writer is saying, hey, there is this race in front of you. So what is the race? Well, it's at the beginning of the scripture. It is the scene called the life of faith. It's when you put your faith in Jesus for the first time. It's when you surrender your lives to him. When you say that it was his perfect life, his death on the cross on your behalf and his resurrection from the dead that sealed the victory over your soul. That is like the gunshot at the beginning of the race. That's when your race begins. And this race includes all of your relationships. It, it includes your career, your family, your finances, your hobbies, your callings, your dating life. It includes how you spend your time and energy. It's your whole life under the covering of Christ. That is the race that you're running. It's your entire life. Now, we all start in the same place in the life of faith by putting our faith and trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That is the starting point. But we all have a unique race to run. We all have a unique path and journey through life. We have different abilities. We have different giftings. We have different relationships that God has placed in our lives. And each of our races require unique preparation and training, which is why your pace is going to be unique to you. So your pace is going to matter. Take a look at what the verse, the end of the verse says. It says, let us run with what? 
endurance, the race that God has set before us. Run with endurance, the race God has set before you. You know, let's go ahead and just state the obvious here. You don't need endurance for a sprint. You don't need endurance if it's a short little run. You need endurance if it's a long distance run where you're gonna be running for a long amount of time. And I think what the, the writer of Hebrews is saying is life is like a long distance run. You're going to need endurance and your pace is going to be so important. If you run at a full sprint, you are going to wear out quickly. You're going to wear out. It's just inevitable, right? You know, I love this man over here my better half, um, but he's done something crazy the last couple of months. Um, he does a lot of crazy things, but I think this one's particularly crazy because I'll tell you in just a second. Um, he signed up for an ultra marathon in September. And if you know anything about this guy, he is incredibly athletic and gifted and skilled, but um, he has never officially run a 5K race in his life. And he signed up for an ultra marathon. Like, who does that? Not me. I wouldn't do that. I'd be like, let's start with the 5K, move to a 10K. I'll do a half marathon. Then I'll do a marathon. And then when I finally feel prepared enough, I'll do an ultra marathon. But no, he just decided I need to get back on it. I'm signing up for an ultra marathon. Here we go. So he asked me the other day, he said, Lindsay, will you go out on this run with me? I've got a training run today. It's a pretty long run. I need some encouragement. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll go with you. And so we woke up early. We headed out to Salmon Falls. We started up this hill. And it was about a mile and a half uphill. And he was like 1,500 feet of elevation gain. It was brutal. It was hot. It was exhausting. And I remember on this trail, all these people started passing us by because we were running pretty slow. And um, I was thinking to myself, because I'm a pretty competitive person, I was like, you know, this is hurting my pride. Like, I need to keep up with these people. So I started speeding up, and to which Jonathan kind of grabbed me, and he was like, no, Lindsay, slow down. We have a long way to go. We have a long way to go. Slow down. Slow down your pace. And I'm thinking, this is crazy. I'm running like a slow poke. Like, I can't, no, I want to speed up. And he's like, no, go at it slow, I promise. We've got five and a half, six miles ahead of us. Well, it turns out about 10 minutes into the run, I realized everybody that I was racing against at the beginning had already turned around and they were running back down the hill and we already had another five and a half miles to go. So I had been sitting there comparing my 10 mile run with their two and a half to three mile run. If I had tried to continue sprinting with those people, I would not have made it to the end. If I kept up my pace, I would not have made it for the long haul. So I want us to pause for a minute and I want us to think about our lives. I want us to think about our faith. Are you living, I wanna ask us this question, are you living at a sustainable pace? Or are you comparing your life to somebody else's and speeding it up? Do you realize that this life of faith requires endurance and it's long, it's a journey of faith and it's long. And I think so many of us are experiencing burnout. I think so many of us are experiencing discouragement and exhaustion because we're comparing our marathon to somebody else's 5K. I think we're comparing our marathon to somebody else's 5K. And instead of asking the questions, what do I need to do to keep up with them? I think we need to be asking some better questions. I think we need to be asking questions like, what do I need to run this race of faith well? 
What kind of community do I need to surround myself with to keep me going for the long haul? What pace is sustainable for me? What does my marriage need in order to last a lifetime? What do my kids need? What does my soul need? What rhythms do I need to run? Do I need to incorporate in my life so that I can run with endurance? What do I need to sustain healthy relationships in my own emotional and mental health? Friends, what we're talking about is perseverance and longevity. Life is not a sprint. It's not even a marathon. I would say it's the ultra, ultra marathons of ultra marathons. So your pace is going to matter. Number two, your preparation matters. Take a look at this verse. It says, let us run with endurance the race that who? God has set before us. God himself has set a race before you. He has, put, he has given you a specific race to run and he's been intentional with you. It's a race that is designed for you and you alone. Only you can run this race. No one else is gonna be able to run the race of faith for you. No one else can live this life for you. No one else is gonna face the specific struggles, the specific victories that God has called you to. No one's gonna experience the losses that you're gonna have to endure. No one's gonna climb the mountains you're called to climb. No one's gonna navigate that valley that you are called to navigate. And at the end of the day, your faith in Jesus is between you and God. And your preparation matters. The training, the way in which you prepare your heart to see God face-to-face matters. You know, it's so funny. I think back to my college experience. Um, when I was in college, I was a collegiate athlete, and I received a scholarship to play tennis for a university in Florida. Not the University of Florida, but a small school in Florida. I like just saying that because it sounds official. But um, I played tennis for this school in Florida, and my freshman year, I jumped on the team, and I was so excited to get out there and to practice. And I showed up my first day of practice with my bag, with my rackets, and um, with you know the baskets of balls were out on the court. And I was just thinking, this is about to be the most amazing beginning of my freshman year ever. I was so excited, and then all of a sudden, our coach was like, hey, girls, put down your rackets and get on the line. And I was like, oh, no, that does not sound good. And so we put our rackets on the fence. We lined up on the the doubles line of one of the courts, and we had about five tennis courts in front of us. And he said, okay, we're going to run a couple things called, we're going to run this little thing called gut busters. And I was thinking to myself, what's a gut buster? And he's like, yeah, basically by the end of this, you're not going to want to keep your food in your stomach as kind of you're not gonna be able to keep it down. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what did I just sign up for? And of course, all the sophomores, juniors, and seniors, they didn't tell all the freshman girls that, hey, the beginning of your practice, the beginning of the semester is actually coined hell week. Because all you do for two a days, every single day, is run and condition your tail off. And you don't even pick up a racket. I remember in the middle of the week thinking, what is the point of this? Like, I'm already in good shape. I know I can hang with these girls. Why is he making us run again and again and again? We were out on the track running 400-meter sprints with the track team. And I was thinking, this has nothing to do with tennis. What in the world am I doing out here? I felt like my coach was going overboard, but eventually it made sense when we got to our regional final match because it came down to my match to win it, to clinch it for our team. And I was in a third set tiebreaker. I was about three hours in 
And there was something that welled up inside of me, even though I was exhausted and I was tired, there was this confidence that welled up inside of me because I had run all those gut busters at the beginning of the semester, right? I had done all the training, I'd done all the preparation, and there was this deep confidence, this deep resilience, this deep endurance in me that I knew that what was coming was victory because I had put in the work. And so oftentimes I feel like we get depressed, we get discouraged, we get distracted because we don't always know the long play of our life. We don't always know how it's gonna turn out. We don't see how the current situation is actually a part of God's bigger plan to prepare us for something greater, for something ahead. And just like my coach, I feel like God is saying to us this morning, trust me, I know what's around the corner of your life. I'm actually already there. And I'm working some things out in you and I'm working some things into you and I'm preparing you for what's ahead. I'm building up faith and endurance and perseverance and strengthening you for when it's gonna matter most. And the danger of comparison is that we can look at somebody else's life and we can look at their situation, we'll look at their marriage, we'll look at their family, we'll look at their career or their success or their journey, and we'll look at their Instagram feed. Friends, those things aren't real. Like social media is not reality, right? But we look at it and we compare our situations to theirs and it fills us with resentment and bitterness and envy. And we ask the question, why can't my life be like hers? Or why can't my life be like his? Or why can't I be that far along? Why am I out here running all alone in the wilderness? Why do I feel so far behind in life? And I wanna speak directly into your situation this morning. I think some of you are in the middle of what I called hell week. You are discouraged, you are depressed. You're walking through the most difficult season of your life and you feel defeated. You can't imagine taking another step. You're looking around and comparing your life to everyone else's and you're asking God why. But friends, I wanna say this morning that it is not an accident what you're going through. It's intentionally preparing something deep within you that God knows you need developed in order to carry you through when it matters most. He's working resilience and perseverance faith and trust in every facet and crevice of your heart, not to, uh, to hold you firm in the middle of the circumstances that you're enduring. Preparation is always specific to calling and what you're going through is specifically preparing you for what's ahead. And I love how the scripture puts it in Romans 8, 18. It says this, it says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. The glory that's to be revealed to us. The things you're going through now are not worth comparing to the glory. God is going to bring so much good from your pain, friends, I promise it. The sufferings that you're going through, he is going to redeem. And the glory is gonna be so great, it's gonna be unimaginable to you one day. All of your pain has purpose. Every bit of your training has a plan. God is working out an eternal weight of glory if you would just trust him today and stop comparing. Number three, number one, your pace matters, your preparation matters, and your dependence is greater than your performance. 
Hebrews 12 goes on to say, we do this, we run our race by keeping our eyes on Jesus, who is the champion and who initiates and perfects our faith. He is the one who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, despising its shame, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. Friends, we can pace ourselves, we can prepare ourselves, and yet here is the hard truth. None of us are perfect, and we're not gonna get it right all the time. We're not going to have perfect faith, so we have to fix our eyes on our friends, on our family, on Jesus. We have to fix our eyes on him because he is what? The champion. He is the one who has run this race ahead of us. He is the one who has become the victor, the one who has won it. And it says that he is the initiator, which means he begins our faith and he perfects our faith. And to perfect it means he takes all of our imperfections, he takes all of our failures, he takes all of our brokenness every single time we stumble and fall and he strengthens us and he sustains us and he keeps us in the race by the power of his Holy Spirit that he will give to you when you put your faith in Jesus. He takes our imperfect faith and he gives us grace. He takes our unrighteousness and he gives us his righteousness. He takes our failings and he gives us victory. You know, there's this incredible story, Olympic story of a man named Derek Redman. He was a British runner in 1992 and he was actually expected to win the men's 400 meter run race. And um, everybody had put their money on him. He was the best of the best. And he got out there on the line and the gunshot went off and they all took, all the racers took off, runners took off. And he was ahead of every single one of them at the beginning. And then as he went down the final home stretch on the last turn, he tore his hamstring in front of the entire arena of fans and he fell to the ground. It was heartbreaking to watch. But somehow he slowly crawled to his knees and then gritted his teeth and stood back to his feet. And the crowd began cheering and he began limping towards the finish line only to fall down again in so much pain. And then the most beautiful, incredible thing happened. This man came running from the stands through the crowd, through the security team, onto the track. Everybody was trying to stop him and he barged his way through and he picked up his son and he carried him to the finish line. It was Derek's father. It was the most beautiful, beautiful thing to witness. And if you look up the 1992 Olympics, it actually says that his official result was listed as disqualified. He was disqualified because when he fell, he stepped out of his lane. But my question for you today is friends, how long do you think it took him to finish that 400 meter run that day? Over four minutes. His best PR was 44.82 seconds. It took him four minutes leaning on the shoulders of his father to get through the finish line. And so I don't want us to miss this, friends. This is why we have to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Because if we give into the lies of comparison, if we listen to what the world says, then we will feel disqualified when we stumble and fall. 
we will feel like we shouldn't even get back up. In fact, the enemy will say to you, you don't even have a chance. You can't even finish. You're too broken. You're too far gone. What's happened to you is too much. It's too great. It's too impossible. You look ridiculous. You don't even deserve to finish. You stepped outside your lane. Just give up. There's no point in even finishing the race now. It is over for you. That is what the enemy would like you to believe. But friends, when we keep keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, what do we see? Through the cross, what do we see? Our Father in heaven, breaking through every barrier that it took, all of our guilt and shame and condemnation and coming down to the track with us and rescuing us and taking us upon his shoulders, saying to us, lean on me. I know you can't do it in your own strength. I know you don't have the ability. I know it hurts too much. It's too painful. It's too much for you to bear. Lean on me. Let's do this together. Friends, the truth is, is you are going to stumble and fall. Your faith at some point in life is going to be imperfect. And the truth is things are going to happen to you that come out of nowhere that are gonna threaten to take you out. An enemy would want you to believe that you are disqualified. But friends, don't disqualify yourself before God has. Don't disqualify yourself before God had. God has what matters most in your life is not your performance, it's who you depend on. Are you depending on your own strength, your own ability, your own obedience? Or are you depending on Jesus, the author and perfecter? You see, the most amazing thing about Derek's story is that though he was disqualified, his story would go on to inspire millions of people. It's one of the trademark stories of the Olympic games. It's shown throughout the generations now as one of the greatest finishes in all of history. Friends, our community doesn't need to see us have it all together. Our community doesn't need to see us run that perfect race. What they need to see is a perfect savior and they need to see a church that is leaning on Jesus to make it through, to make it to the finish line. You'll never fully understand your need for grace until you have stumbled and fallen, until you get that phone call, that diagnosis the thing that comes out of left field, and you don't know why it's happening. You don't know why you have to go through what you're going through. Oh, but friends, you will know Jesus in such a deeper way if you would just hold on to him and lean on him. Put your hope in Christ this morning. What he has done for you on the cross through his resurrection, he will build a resiliency of faith deep within you so that no matter what you go through in life, as you are running towards the finish line, you will find the endurance you need through your dependence on Him to see it through. Jesus is our champion. He is the one that will carry us to the finish line. When we see God face to face one day, you better believe I'm gonna be leaning on Jesus. I can't be leaning on my own efforts my own abilities, my own strength, it's gonna come up short. Romans says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We're all gonna have an imperfect walk of faith, 
but that doesn't disqualify you from the race. It doesn't mean that God isn't saying, get back up and keep going. Lean on me, depend on me. He's our champion, he's our victor, and his righteousness will be ours one day. Amen. Let's pray together, friends. Jesus, we love you so much. We give you our lives, God. We give you our races, God. We give you our journeys, and we just say, God, would you help us see that you are calling us to run in such a way as to win the prize. But the prize is you, Jesus. You're the champion, you're the victor. And we get to share in your inheritance one day. And we thank you. So would you help us see that our troubles, our sufferings, our present sufferings are light and momentary in comparison to the glory that will be revealed to us one day. It's gonna outweigh everything, every wrong, every hardship, every moment of doubt and weakness and imperfection. Every diagnosis will have to bow at the feet of Jesus and you will carry us through. And so we lean on you this morning, Christ. We lean on you this morning. We put our faith in you this morning. We trust in you to carry us to the finish line. We pray all these things in your holy and most precious name. Amen. Amen, friends. Thank you for listening to the Hills Church Sermon Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you haven't already, give us a rating so we know how this has impacted your journey with God. To learn more about us, visit our website at hills.church. We'll see you next time.